Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Hey, honey, make sure that my sandwich is ready to go right before we do this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Different Podcast. That's right, my wife is making me a sandwich as we speak, and we are ready for episode three here, guys. Welcome, me and Tim. Oh, Tim, are you still here? No, no. <laughs> okay. Imagine Tim is still I left. here, everybody. Like, imagine I just left you to do this alone. Then it would probably be better. Ladies wow. and gentlemen, thank you for coming here <laughs> and joining us for episode three of the podcast. We want to thank everybody because we got to tell you, we're growing. And that is just an amazing thing. Like the amount of uh, playback we've gotten, we doubled our volume from last week, which is really great. So we are really happy for the growth of this uh, podcast. So people seem to be digging it. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I was just telling Will before we uh, came on air. Uh, we actually have two, I think we have two or three listeners from Germany, which is kind of neat, you know. I mean, there's probably Apple fans globally, so we're not surprised that there's people listening to us in Germany, but uh, I guess it's pretty cool to see. Du hast mich. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Will says three episodes. It's felt like we've been doing this forever, but it really has only been a third episode. But yep. I guess that, that just means we're having fun doing it, and it, it almost seems natural doing it. So, Yeah, I mean, anything to take me away from my wife would be great. So this is awesome being with him. Your wife or your so, life? <laughs> my, uh, my, anyway, so let's... We want to. Uh, one thing we would do, we did get some feedback regarding the app versus app segment uh, last week. We think we are going to take the feedback very well because we're going to probably change some things up. If you didn't watch last episode, I took my video on YouTube. If you want to check it out, app versus app is on our YouTube channel. Look up Think Different Podcast. And I took the audio from that and just basically put it in the podcast form. And it seems like some people couldn't really understand it as good. So the video is a lot better to watch. So what we're going to do next time we do an app versus app, we're going to do the same thing where we do the video portion, but then we're going to discuss it more so on the audio portion. So that way it'll be two different things, and hopefully that will be a lot better uh, going forward. So we're learning, guys. We know we're learning. Yeah, yeah, we're learning what works and what doesn't work. And it's great to, to receive both positive and negative feedback from our fan base that's currently growing. We do encourage it greatly and appreciate it. Yes, Agreed. So also, one thing we want to do, too, is we want to get your questions. We want to hear you guys. So we do have an email address. That it's thinkdifferentpod at gmail.com. Or just go to the Think Different Podcast 
Facebook.com website. You can leave a suggestion or comment there. And what we want to start doing is hearing you guys. We want you guys to ask us stuff, what you want to know about. So please send your questions in. You have many, many different ways. We have our Twitter. We have our Facebook. We have YouTube. There's so many ways to get in touch with us. If you look up Think Different Podcast, you'll find it on any of the social media channels. All right, guys. So let's get started with this week. And it's time, once again, for the news. Breaking news. All right, everybody, this is really big time breaking news here. We might be one of the very first podcasts to report it, but on Thursday evening, right before we did this, Apple's going to require the majority of Intel's smartphone modem business for $1 billion. The two companies announced this is humongous news. Um, the acquisition means that Apple is now well on its way to producing its own 5G modems for smartphones rather than having to rely on Qualcomm for the hardware. Uh, one of the scrutinies that Apple has accused Qualcomm of charging disproportionately high fees in patent royalties, which was accused by forcing the companies to agree what they want to access to its hardware as part of the no license, no chip policy. As we all kind of remember, Apple and Qualcomm did have a legal issue going on. Apple and Qualcomm reached a six-year patent license agreement. So what does this mean? Well, Qualcomm is probably the number one spot that every mobile smartphone goes to from chips. Uh, Qualcomm is a company that I actually have an investment in myself. And this is a pretty crazy thing because Apple was going to go with Intel, but when Intel couldn't make 5G modems, they went over to Qualcomm. So this is a pretty big deal, I think, uh, as the breaking news happens. Apple, at some point, is going to make their own modems, and they're going to perfect it, and they're going to not rely on Qualcomm. So I think eventually we're going to get back to the Apple-Qualcomm fight, but for right now, for at least a couple of years, that's not going to happen. But Intel was ready to call it quits. In fact, they announced right after Apple and Qualcomm made a deal they announced that they were not going to pursue any 5G modems or quit the modem business altogether. So this is a pretty big deal of breaking news right now from this week. There really wasn't too much news this week, but this is a pretty big one. So take a look. I actually got this article from The Verge right on Apple News. I, I actually like using Apple News for this. Uh, so I would check it out, uh, read the whole article, and kind of learn a little bit about this uh, for everything. But I think that... Going forward, Apple at some point is going to make their own modems, and hopefully they can either surpass or meet the standards of what Qualcomm is already producing, and could possibly change the industry because other smartphones could look at them as a source, so they could also outsource their own chips. Uh, Intel is still going to take over some parts of atomic cars and other things, so they're not fully out as the... Uh, of this part of the company, but Apple will be the majority holder of Intel's smartphone modems. Ooh. Apple released iOS 12.4, the fourth major update to the iOS 12 operating system that first launched in September 2018. iOS 12.4 comes more than two months after the release of iOS 12.3, another major update that brought the new TV app. So what's new in the 12.4 update is there's actually a really cool integration uh, migration. So whenever you're setting up a new phone and you have an older device with you, 
you can actually wirelessly transfer your data and migrate directly from an old iPhone to the new iPhone during the setup and process. A, and that's a, the weird thing is that's not really new though. Yeah, like we, I thought they had like it already. The process, so the, here's how it used to be. When you started launching uh, the old up before this new one, as you set it up, automatically the other phone catches it, and then you do kind of the same idea. The difference is now everything's done on one screen where you get a choice. You get to choose iCloud or transfer. The wire-to-wire -wire transfer is new. That is new. I don't recall that being a thing. No, you, mean, part of the new, you mean wireless you transfer, do, not wire-to-wire. No, no, wire. no, there's a wire-to-wire -wire option. Really? I believe so, yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but it requires like an adapter and everything to do it. Like it's yeah, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. It so honestly, like the wireless way is going to be the way to go. So you have two ways to just move your stuff over, and that's one of the that's the updates plus security, and then Apple News Plus. Yeah. Uh, whoever has that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not yet, I guess. They also fixed the Watch OS. They finally fixed that feature with the uh, walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, what it was like listening to people, right? Or eavesdropping, they called it. Basically, yeah. And and honestly, me and my wife, we use that a lot. Like I, I we use every time we're set, yeah, when we're separated like in Walmart and where we don't know where each other is, <laughs> we just hit the walkie-talkie. That's so, kind of cool. It actually is very convenient when you're separated from somebody and doing something else. Uh, trust me, it's convenient. Then Apple also released Mac OS Mojave 10.14.6, the new Apple News Plus improvements and a multi and multiple bug fixes. The biggest thing that I saw in this update was the AirPlay 2 support for smart TVs. So you can stream anything. It's anything that goes to one of the newer like Samsung devices that are doing like AirPlay Two. Yeah. Uh, before only your iPhone could do that. Your Mac couldn't do that. So now they just upgraded that. So now you can stream to anything with AirPlay uh, functionality. Also, I think another feature of AirPlay Two is you can play different songs. Oh, you can also do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac rumor reports 2019 iPhones said to feature revamped Taptic Engine and front-facing slow-mo video recording. Um, so the Taptic Engine claims that all three models will feature a revamped Taptic Engine codenamed Leap Haptics, but is unknown what will be different. Apparently, the new 2019 models will not be shipped out with the 3D Touch feature. It will now be shipped out with more of this uh, hard press menu kind of feature. Will, do you want to test that? What, what kind of technology and, and uh, specs go into that? So Force Touch was introduced in the iPhone uh, 6S and the displays were completely different after that because now there was a lot more weight built into the display. The feedback is actually the vibration came from your Taptic Engine that was built into your actual, like it's a vibrator, it's a separate piece, but the Force from your finger did that so there was a little more weight to the screen i wonder if the weight is going to be less now because they're going to remove that feature and i don't know what they're going to do with the tactic engine you know it's it's until like a new iphone comes out and there's a repair strategy made for that right we don't know the tactic engine was always a separate piece from the display but just that the display had a little more weight because when you put the pressure on there it had to feel that uh so that's really what they're going to be doing. I think they're just getting rid of 3D Touch completely. It's going away. Yeah. I actually like 3D Touch. I love 3D I, Touch. I, I use it every I day. I use it. I use it all the time. As long as it could do something very similar to that, I'll be fine with it. Yep. I think that, but I think it'll also save them money, too. Cool. As um, far as the front-facing slow-mo recording. Yeah, it's all right. 120 frames per second, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And then... Uh, I don't know when I'll use that, but... Yeah. <laughs> Early this year, a reputable analyst said that 2019 iPhones will also feature larger batteries to accommodate a two-way charging feature that would allow accessories like AirPods or an Apple Watch to charge on the back of the iPhone. 
That's pretty neat. I mean, yeah, Samsung's already doing Samsung's that. Samsung's already doing that. I was just about to say that my my father thinks that Apple does it already too because Samsung did it second. So my dad's like, oh, uh, we were out. I think we're at, at like a dinner or something, and his phone was charged, uh, dying. He's like, Tim, give me the back of your phone. I want to charge my phone. And Meh. I'm like, Dad, that's that's not a feature. And first of all, you have an iPhone 6s, so I don't Meh. think it would be a feature <laughs> in your phone. Regardless, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, yeah. but I, I saw it on the commercial." I said, "That was Samsung. Samsung do- is doing that." He's like, oh, "Oh, okay. I just assumed that Apple did it because Samsung did it." You know, I, I'm trying to think of a scenario. I'm even going to do that. You know, I don't have the wireless charging AirPods yet. I don't. Yeah. And even though my even though my wife and I both have a phone that does support wireless charging, she doesn't even use it. Like I use it. I but, use it. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, I don't. I, I mean, how big of a deal is that? It's not to anybody. Tell, leave us a comment. Tell us if it's any good because I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, tell us what you think. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think it is. Again, back to. Like, I, think about it. Think about it. My mother's gonna go out to the Apple store. And be like, yo, do you have a phone yet that does charging of another phone on the back of it? Like, how many people are gonna go in the <laughs> store and request that? It's really, it, it, like how many people are like, oh my god, I gotta get that ten thousand dollar iPhone to do that. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. This phone, this two way charging feature won't even charge iPhones. It looks like it's only going to charge the accessories. So if there's, wow. it's going to be such a big miscommunication that customers are going to be like, they'll read the headline saying that, oh, iPhones uh, accommodate two-way charging feature. And they'll be like, oh, wow, I, I could charge my phone with another iPhone? You have to handle the marketing and communication correctly. I feel like a lot of customers in the store are going to come looking for this feature and be maybe disappointed, maybe be kind of mis, misguided in a sense. Um, to not want, oh, why would I buy the iPhone 10X, whatever it's going to be called next, versus the iPhone X or iPhone XS or XS Max, how many iterations they have of the X now. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it could definitely be, you could see a different change in the sales cycle for that. All right, here's my final thoughts on that. Next news article. It's official. Facebook fined record $5 billion by FTC for privacy violations. <laughs> CNBC reported this morning the FTC has officially announced the approval of Facebook's $5 billion fine after getting the green light from the Justice Department and the FTC's commissioners voting 3-2 to two in favor of the penalty. The $5 billion fine amounts to about 9% of the company's revenue from last year. The SEC also announced today that Facebook will pay a separate $100 million fine for misleading investors about the risk of misused user data. Um, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard about Everyone what's happening with the Facebook. and. Um, I got, they're, they're finally, I, I can tell you right now, there is more stuff coming out to, while we're recording this that there is more stuff coming out about Google and Facebook and all these companies that are using our data as far as a, um, as a revenue stream. Of course. They're going to cut that down. That, there's there's going to be a lot of restrictions now put on this. And it's about damn time. Yeah, and then you know, on the contrary, Apple has almost the complete opposite stance on all all of these issues and what they're what they're claiming. Apple doesn't sell our da- data to anybody, and that's one of the key ingredients of why we are trusted. I think more than anything. So, bottom line is that this is just the beginning of. What will happen if they find more and more of these problems occurring where our data is being released to other companies that are not supposed to legally have it? So $5 billion fine, great. 
and I'm looking forward to more. But now we have to get to our next segment here because now Tim is going to tell us one of his amazing stories from his uh, life in Apple. So it is time for Retail Stories. And now it's time for I know that every single Apple retail employee right now that's listening to this podcast is ready for the story time. That's right. So let's gather around the magic iPod. Let's sit down and let's now enjoy because Tim is going to be giving us a story this week. So, Tim, take it away and I'm going to just hear it out. Yeah, of course. Uh, Thanks for the introduction, Will. Um, You're not welcome, but go ahead. (laughs) So a very often issue that was always presented to me, I'm sure to Will, I'm sure to other Apple employees in the past and still currently happening, is the issue of passwords. You know, so these issues have how to reset them, how to get into your account, knowing the answer to security questions that no one ever remembers the answers to, not knowing the password to your Apple ID, but then also not knowing the password to your email account to get the reset link to set reset the Apple ID password. You name it, I ran into it at Apple about how to f- locate your password. Um, so it was always a, mo- a common misconception that we secretly had access to everyone's passwords or that we can call our Apple support secret line and they could give us this password that was there that no one knows about except us. This is not true, nor was this ever true, and it won't be true ever. Forever, um, ever? Yeah, ever, ever. <laughs> I wanted to share a story from when I was a genius admin, and uh, I was working at the pickup table, which is when a customer comes and picks up a device that has been serviced with us. If a Mac can't be fixed in store, it is sent out to an external facility for it to be serviced. In this case, for this customer, this customer was sent out. This customer's computer was sent out and came back for repair. Now, this customer, she was super nice. She was dressed very professionally. She was wearing a suit. Um, She actually ran her own business, which was a super cool and something that wasn't a coincidence when meeting a customer coming into the store. Anywho, the computer that she brought in, I had to explain to her that her computer was successfully fixed. What was done on it, I can't really remember. However, what I did remember is that all of her information was erased, which isn't unusual either. Uh, We always warn the customers there was a chance for data loss and educated them on the importance of a backup and you know, dropping off your computer or your any device you're dropping off with a backup first. Of course, in this situation, most like other situations, she didn't have a backup. Um, but she did explain to me that she had the most important files that she needed on an external drive, so that made me feel a little bit better. So she opened up her computer just to see if everything was working. I recorded her payment and was handling everything um, systematically that we had to do. Then she started questioning me about her passwords. And I knew this was going to be a slippery slope as soon as she mentioned passwords. And at, at the service table, you want to see as many customers as you can, as quickly as you can. So you don't really have time to sit there and educate them fully on you know, how to reset their password. So I didn't know if she was referring to iCloud Keychain, the autofill feature in Safari, or when Google Chrome saves all your passwords or any third-party thing that she was using. She just explained that anytime she logged onto a site, her browser automatically put in the password and the username. So she never really had to remember it, never really had to, to do anything with it. When she finished explaining that, it made me believe she was actually using the Safari autofill feature. Um, so I started explaining to her, since the computer was erased, 
the information most likely is gone and you would have to enter all your passwords again in order for the accounts to repopulate and resave so you can now use them in the future to have them automatically fill in like, like they used to. This obviously wasn't the answer she wanted to hear and she started freaking out. You know, so I encouraged her to log on to the sites that were most important to her and see if she could remember the passwords. You know, just try to go through different exercises to see if anything would spark interest in what the password could possibly be. Uh, I said there wasn't much assistance we can offer besides guiding her on how to reset your password. But even with that, we can't really help since it doesn't really directly relate to Apple, especially if it's passwords to like Facebook or her banking account. It has no direct relation to Apple unless it's an Apple ID. So she started crying and really stressed out over this, and I did my best to console her. Um, so she then demanded that she wasn't going to leave the store until she got every single one of her passwords back. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I mean, you could definitely spend your time here. I just need to put you at a different location where, as you can see, I was handing a lot of customers at once. You know, I explained to her. So I put her at a table next to me, and she sat there for the next several hours calling her banks on support chats with companies, the whole shebang, in order to get all these salt. Meanwhile, I was periodically checking in on her to make sure she was okay. Eventually, it just turned into me putting my thumbs up towards her, and she would react accordingly. So, I mean, mm. all in all, to sum it all up, she left the store probably around three hours when she was able to, after she was able to recover all the passwords she needed. You know, it was definitely a pretty st- stressful experience for her, especially being a business owner, on how she was so dependent on these passwords being there for her. But it's kind of scary to assume that, you know, people these days are so dependent on their technology. And, you know, when technology fails, it's almost like it's World War Three breaking out. What I will tell you when it comes to this, and this is the best analogy I can give of passwords, pretend you have 100 keys on your keychain. You have to know where each key goes <laughs> at all times. Okay? So what? one of the smart things, I'll give a good advice to this, for passwords, I tell people, like, let's say your Amazon password, and you like using Apple123, Amazon123, or TD Bank123, or... SoundCloud123, anything like that. Anything that is unique to that site, that way you could always remember it to that specific site. Or you could be an idiot and put a password for the same thing for everything so a hacker can easily get into it. That's what I do. And turn Oops. Off and, <laughs> oh, so Tim's password is Tim Santoro one two three four five. Okay. No, I mean, that that's generally what I do. I had the same password, and I use it across all my accounts, so I never have to, I never forget my password. That's that's what I'm trying to get at, you know, because it's always going to be the same exact password. There's a thing called iCloud Keychain that keeps everything well, for you. That's a whole different, maybe an education segment that we can do about it is. iCloud Keychain. The moral of the story that, you know, I, I eventually learned from it was you shouldn't be so dependent on your technology. You know, things fail, people fail. So why can't technology fail? Um, and I, I learned that ever since I, I went through this experience with this customer, um, you know, I'm sure Will can attest to many stories that she, that he, she, <laughs> that he, I'm a she. <laughs> okay. that he um, had to deal way, with. I am a male. I have proof. <laughs> <laughs> that he had to deal with specifically as a genius, you know, don't always depend hundred percent on that autofill feature on any of your browsers. So, um, but I mean, I completely do yeah. it anyway. So I completely understood where she was coming from, but. No, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as forgiving as some other people. Okay, bottom line is you're given the tools in your own device that can save your password. Say, hey, do you want to save this password? Save. And then you put it 
on iCloud Keychain, guess what? You'll never run into that issue probably ever again because Google does that now. Even if you use Google Chrome, yeah, they do the Chrome sync thing. Yeah. Saves that in their browser. Yep. Like there's ways to save your password so you do not have to remember them. So, and I hate to say it, that's one story, but there's so many more that are oh, similar sure. to that exact story. For so sure. please, people, hear me now. You know, <laughs> like stop what you're doing, put your water down, stop smoking your cigarette. <laughs> Save your passwords and remember them. Okay. So thank you, Tim, for that wonderful story. But now it is my turn. And this is actually going to piggyback right off of what we just talked about. Because now we're going to get to the one segment that is going to change your life forever. Because customers out there who are listening to this as Apple customers, please don't do that. <laughs> but I'm both. Today's Don't Do That Lesson, ladies and gentlemen, is sharing Apple IDs. Will, take it over. Boy, people, I hate when you people came into the Apple store and you decided... You people. You people <laughs> decided to have the same Apple IDs on the same... Like, so you're sharing the Apple ID with your father, your mother, yourself. Now, I'm going to talk about the things that that really messes up right now. So... Right now. So here are the reasons why people did that. So obviously the reason why was because back in the day when you bought any products, this was the only way you could share those things. So you could, if you bought an app, your other person couldn't have the app. If you bought a movie or a song, you couldn't share that unless you had the same Apple ID logged in on the phone. So that's exactly what people did. And because people just left it there, it just caused so many problems down the line because Apple made significant changes now to the point where you're not supposed to be doing that at all. You're not supposed to do that. All right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a couple of things of why this is not going to work. So number one, if you're sharing your Apple ID with somebody else, anytime that you have to reinstall or update it, you will need their password. So let's say that I install an app on my mother's phone, which I actually did. It's an app that's, it's like a Jewish card game. Uh, and then, yeah, that's it. It doesn't exist. It, it's, it's called Yanov. Look it up. So because I paid for it, I gave her the paid version. I logged in with my Apple ID and I gave it to her. But now every time there's an update or it wants to restore the purchase, it needs my information on there every time that I have to do it. So you're going to have to do that every time. Now, the other thing is, too, is your backup. You are sharing the same backup with other people. There's a way around that now, but you're basically using the same Apple ID to have the same thing. And then the number one thing that I I will say we ran into the most, why is my daughter's text messages coming up on my phone? Well, <laughs> that is because you have the same Apple ID logged in. So oh, because iMessage uses not only your phone number, but your Apple ID, because you, you could also do it with an Apple Watch, you could do it with an iPad, you could do it with a Mac. You're sharing the same thing over, and of course, the messages are coming over, so all your daughter's nude videos and photos are coming over to your <laughs> device because you decided to leave the Apple ID logged in. That, oh, boy. That's the truth. That is the truth, because parents have told me things that they have seen from their daughters and their sons, and they just got in so much trouble because of it. So that is why. Let's take a little bit back into the history of Apple IDs. So... Tim, do you remember the first time you used an Apple ID? Mine was the iTunes store. 
Yeah, mine was also the iTunes store. Yeah, that's pretty much everyone's first experience with an Apple ID was you used your email and then you had the security questions and your date of birth. And that's another thing. Yep. A lot of people lie on your date of birth. Why oh, are you doing that? I did that. Okay, well then you're... Okay, this segment is now called Don't Do That and Tim. Okay? <laughs> so, I don't understand why people did that. That's because they wanted to have their younger children have an account. And you had to be 13 to do that, by the way. So that's why they did that. And they would lie about it. And then they forget their their birthday. I was like, well, that's my daughter's birthday. Well, no, it's not. That's not what you wrote down. So yep. I don't care what you say. Apple sees it, does not see that there. So... So people were using their same Apple IDs to share purchased items. That's really where this whole thing became a problem, is that people wanted to share their movies and everything. And then, remember, there was a big incident where iCloud, you'll remember this, Tim, iCloud wasn't really so much hacked, but people were going into a celebrity or accounts, and because the questions they were asking, that was pretty much easy to know from That's right. being a celebrity yeah. were hacked. And that, so they, they call it a hack, but it wasn't a hack. I, I don't care what anybody says. That wasn't hacking. They were just smart. You know, that that's all they is, did. Isn't that hacking? <laughs> I, I See, so to me, hacking is when someone gets into your account and let's say I have two-factor authentication. Someone got through that and I have, and I wouldn't have any idea. That That's what I'm saying. Uh, to me, a hack oh, okay. is just that your security questions were weak. And Apple knew that. Apple knew their security questions weren't good. So then in 2013, that's where two-factor authentication happens. Now, you'll notice every time you make an Apple ID now, from now on, you have to use two-factor. That is something you cannot get around. You have they changed to. that recently, right? They've, they've had that for a while. You're, you're forcing anybody to do that. I think when okay. fa when family sharing started coming out, and that's a big thing. Anybody, by the way, right now who is using the same Apple ID on all their devices and their kids and everything, stop that, log <laughs> out, and have them make their own. Or on your phone, go into your iCloud. You can make your own Apple ID for your child. Yep. And then they could, and then you could share the content purchases. You can have up to five or six people in that in, in your in your family sharing. Me and my wife are doing family sharing. It helps with find my friends. You share the same credit card on there. You share all your movies. You share your music, your Apple Music subscription, everything. So that is the way you need to do it. Not should, need. You yeah. should be doing it. And, and just piggy off of what Will said, Craig and iCloud is, account is free. Um, and then... You can give your kid their first email address with an at iCloud.com uh, domain. And, uh, you know, it's free. It's not something you have to pay for. You know, I mean, setting up a G Gmail or whatever is generally free anyway. But this is something that, you know, allows them to have their first type of ownership. Not only that, um, it's tying you into the ecosystem because at some point you're going to get other Apple devices or other products. And it all ties together because that's how you get everything to move over. So yep. it's this is incredibly important that if you're listening to this and you know that you're using your Apple ID on someone else, like I stopped my parents from doing that. I stopped everything. I was like, you're having your own Apple ID to avoid this exact problem. Now, coming out in iOS 13, single sign-ons coming out. And oh, that's, that's right. And that's going huge. And that is a, the next evolution of Apple ID because now you don't have to give your personal information to all these companies that say you can sign on with Google, you can sign on with Facebook, you can sign on with their account. It's going to stop 
these companies from grabbing your information and using it to sell you and sell your products. Apple's like, okay, I'm gonna, you can sign on and you can choose what information you will like to share. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to share anything. And, th- and that was, I remember during the keynote, that was a humongous reaction to that because that is really awesome. And I think it's an unexpected feature that we're getting. Now, is that directly tied to your Apple ID? Yeah. So, like, sign in with yes. Apple means it's sign your in Apple, with Apple ID. ID. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, That's so cool. this ties right into the next evolution, I think, of an Apple ID, what it's going to be doing. So the Apple ID, they, they, they're, they're not lying about it. They talk about the ecosystem. This is what it is. You want to be tied into that system, folks. This is where you're going to put all your stuff. And two-factor authentication is a very important factor to this because, and we'll give you, I'll give you a great genius bar story, if someone comes in, let's say I, have to, I had to replace their phone, and their Apple ID is linked together with somebody else, there are times when they put their Apple ID and password in, they're sending a text message to somebody else's phone. Yep. And that's happening because you're, you, you share the same ID. And you put your wife's number in, not your number, and now you can't get your stuff back. And then they get on my case and be like, well, how come I can't get in? This is my Apple ID. Well, you're an idiot. So that's why. And then they got to call their wife and be and like, hey, send me that six digit that you got. Yeah. Or- <laughs> hey, 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 honey. Yeah. Um, um, I can't get into my phone because I'm stupid. Uh, can you give me the six digit <laughs> code that popped on your phone? Oh, I canceled it. Well, then. Oh, well, can you do it again? I'm going to do it one more time. You know, that's basically what was happening. And then yep. it causes divorces. And then it causes like your kids to. Re, you causes know, divorces. Yeah, call, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> An Apple ID because of the number messed up. That's has just caused a tipping a point. <laughs> All right. So the bottom line is, if you're gonna put an Apple ID and share it with all your peoples and your family, don't do that. That was our first "Don't Do That" segment. Um, we're gonna be coming out with a lot of those, talking about different interesting topics. Uh, you could probably see how Will and I have a lot to say about each of the topics we're talking about. Um, but that is it for the show this week. Oh, um, we, we gotta go to bed. <laughs> insert sad track, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that comes later. <laughs> we're not done. We're not doing the plugs yet. Oh yeah, Tim, do the plugs. <laughs> Log on to our website at www.thinkdifferentpodcast.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the page. We do have a box there that's a suggestion box for segments. Please do fill out that form. That'll go directly to us, and then we can actually implement them into our podcast and our future shows. Uh, we can actually give you a shout out to who suggested it, so do give give us your contact information, and then uh, we'll be able to you know accommodate to you. Other than that, Will, what is our social media and how can they reach us? Yeah, so remember to go on Twitter at thinkdiffpod. It's think, D I F F pod. Add us on there. Uh, we usually like to post some articles throughout the day. You know, I'm usually posting some stuff up there for people to take a look at. And then on our YouTube channel, please take a look at our episode last week. We did an app versus app. If you wanted to see the video version of that and some audio versions of our content will go up on our uh, YouTube page. So you can check that out. And then, of course, in our Facebook group, please add us on there. Again, same deal. We're posting articles in there and links to all of our stuff. We are everywhere now. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. We are everywhere, guys. So there's no way you cannot get to this podcast. Please subscribe to us and please leave us a review. Reviews are very important. 
How does that help us, Will? Well, that helps you because we can get <laughs> higher on the list. Remember, we are in the technology section of all these podcasts, and we want to be on the top of that list every single week, and we need your help to do that so that way we can become successful and rich because we need money to pay loans. That's right. Wait, you're not getting paid doing this? I am. Oh. Well, then uh, we have to talk after this podcast. <laughs> uh, so thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We will be back with episode four and every Friday morning. Make sure you refresh your feed and have the Think Different podcast ready to go in your car, your bus, your bathtub. Your Every time you are making yourself some eggs, you better be listening to the Think Different podcast. I am Will. That is Tim. Everyone, have a great weekend. Peace out.